Okay, hi. This is hard to believe. Fifth week in a row. This is, for me, unprecedented. But that's what's going to happen when, excuse me, you're in a lockdown. You're going to, you know, maybe be productive with your hobby. So that's what I'm doing. I am being productive with my hobby. And I'm putting out a podcast a week. And I'm really excited about this one. Uh, But before I get to that, I want to just say I hope everyone's doing well. Uh, I hope everyone is healthy and safe and practicing social distancing. Um, I was speaking with my friend Linda earlier this week, and um, she's in Ottawa, and I'm here in Canada, in uh, Virginia. And we were talking about things, and one of the things she said was the thing about Canada, and I might be paraphrasing it and getting it a little uh, wrong, but she said that Canadians value the collective rights of people over their own individual rights. And... That's true, because what's going on down here is a shit show. It's a show of shit. But I'm here, but I'm here to tell you there's something else. No, um, I'm here to tell you that we're going to forget about that for the next 35, 40, 50 minutes. Because I got an interview I was so happy to have secured. Let me tell you what happened. A couple weeks ago, I sent out an email, just a random email to uh, customer service, pretty much, at uh, Cloaky Productions. Now, who, what is Cloaky Productions? Well, Art Cloaky founded Cloaky Productions and uh, created a little stop-motion figure. <laughs> Funny. I was almost talking like the president there for a second. Little thing, anyway, uh, stop-motion figure you might, you're probably all familiar with. By the name of Gumby. Gumby had a friend named Pokey. And as well, oh, you know, just remember what I forgot to ask this guy about, but maybe next time. Um, he did Davy and Goliath. So I sent, now Art passed away a little over a decade ago. Um, but I sent an email just to customer service and I get an email back. There's somebody who might want to talk to you. Um, contact Anthony Scott. So I did that. I contacted Anthony Scott, who is out in Portland working on a project, and um, it's going to be on Netflix, and uh, I'm going to tell you what it's called, but you're going to have to hear that at the end of this. So, I spoke with Anthony uh, from his home in Portland, and as usual, I did it via the phone, so the quality is but the interview's great. Why? Because Anthony worked in the 80s uh, on Gumby. He worked with MTV doing station IDs back when MTV had music on it and not Jersey Shore. And he's also worked on um, a couple of things you may have seen. (laughs) He worked on uh, Coraline, Corpse Bride, Gumby, the aforementioned Gumby, James and the Giant Peach, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. That's just to name a few. You could find out everything about what he's worked on at his website, which is his name, Anthony Scott, with two T's on the end, anthonyscott.net. Um, and I'm going to give that out at the end of this. But Anthony was an absolute gentleman, a pleasure to talk to. Uh, he gave me some history about how he got into this, uh, what he loves about animation. And on top of everything, I forgot to mention this, he's an Emmy wimmer. wimmer. <laughs> an Emmy winner uh, for the opening credits of the United States of Terra. Uh, first Emmy winner I've ever had on my podcast, so... This is me talking to Anthony Scott, animator, 
uh, and just a super duper nice guy. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, I'm going to be back at the end to tell you about the Netflix special he's working on, uh, which I'm pretty sure he mentions anyway. But enjoy it. So, how's Portland? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Portland's fine. I've lived here before. Okay. Um, Yeah, I worked on Coraline and Paranorman uh, at Leica studios up here in uh mid to late 2000s then i moved back to california for uh, you know for like five years and so is um, california your home base i mean i'm originally from michigan oh, okay. i moved to, yeah i moved to california in the 80s and, and so but yeah you tend to move around a little bit it's kind of work. Uh, let's talk about. Um, so I'm, I'm. I don't know how. How old are you? I, I, I want to go from that so I can get an idea of where to sort of ask the questions about your influences. Okay, fifty-seven. Okay, so um, so that would have you growing up maybe around the time of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer um, yep. stop motion. Yeah. Is that so is that one of your influences? How did how did you get into this animation business? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, I was one of those kids that liked to draw, and I created all these little cartoon characters, and I would write stories about them. So this is all by the time I'm seven years old. Oh, wow. And I... You know, and when you're a kid, you like cartoons. And you know, I grew up, um, you know, in the 70s, there's no internet. There's right. no way to really figure out how to make your characters come to life. And that's what I wanted to try to do. That was my, that's my first memory. It's like, how do I bring my characters to life? Okay. So, so I went to the library and I found two books on animation. And uh, one was, uh, about Ray Harryhausen and sure. the preachers, you know, from his films. Yeah. And the other one was a book about kids doing animation. They were all my age. I was probably like 10 years old when I found this book. And um, actually, I found it on eBay. So Make Your Own Animated Films. Okay. Yellow Bar Workshop Film Techniques by Yvonne Anderson. Yeah, so she had a school, and she would um, teach kids how to animate. So basically, these kids were like, they had little Super 8 movie cameras, tripods, lights. They were using cutouts. Uh, They were using clay. They were using paper mache. They were using stuff that I could easily, you know, access and build things out of. So that gave me, that really lit a spark. Like, okay, I see kids can do this. So I needed to get a camera. And so by the time I was 11... I was making my own movies in wow. uh, in Michigan. I lived in Flint, Michigan. You're just outside of Flint, Michigan. Okay. And um, yeah, so I would experiment with uh, cutouts, uh, animating my toys. Um, I tried drawing a lot uh, uh, for a while, and I, then I started gravitating towards uh, real objects. You know, so stop motion, you know, okay. clay, animating puppets, you know, toys, whatever I had. Were and, you uh, doing, sorry, were you doing all this by yourself or did you have friends helping you out, family? 
Uh, I would recruit my uh, family, my brother, my sister, to be okay. like live live action films. But all the animation I did myself. So I okay. just, you know, I'd do draw storyboards and think about what I wanted to try. Uh, you know, I, I remember I got real obsessed with King Kong at, at one point. <laughs> and I wanted to create my own King Kong movie. I started to build a giant King Kong hand in the garage and uh, <laughs> shoot, shoot some footage with a, a G.I. Joe I had turned into a King Kong ape <laughs> puppet. Um, I started, yeah, sometimes I would start a project and it would go for like maybe a year and then I would, just, okay. uh, you know, I could only go so far with, with no budget. <laughs> Do you have any of these still? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I transferred a bunch of those to uh, digital um, high, I don't know, digital late tape, like know, okay. 20 years ago or something. But yeah, I still have the actual film, too, in the storage unit. Oh, my God. That must be so interesting for you to look at now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So, funny to see I... my... Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, you finish, please. Oh, I was going to say it's funny to see my family, to see my brother and my sister. Right. You know, sometimes I I try to do a, a live action film too, so it's so it's kind of funny. So so bad. They're so bad, but they're funny. What were your? I mean, you said you you tried to do a King Kong, but what were your original characters? They were just little um, cartoony two D. You know, I'm a big fan of uh, Snoopy and Charlie okay. Brown, and. Um, so I kind of created my own characters, and they're very simple, okay, um, little animal characters. And uh, I made a whole film that was basically inspired by Star Wars called The Great Rebellion, and I put these animals through this adventure. Basically, they were made out of construction paper, and I uh -huh. just shot it, you know, flat, like a tabletop with the camera pointing down. Okay, and how long would that take right. you to do? I spent a whole summer creating the artwork for it, and and uh, then I shot it over a few days. Um, it was pretty simple, but but creating everything, yeah. So basically, I was doing everything myself for the end. And films. you had your brothers and your brother and sister. That were you encouraged by family members to pursue this? I think. Um, I mean, my parents did buy me a Super 8 camera for Christmas okay. when I was 11. So that was a big encouragement. Yeah. Uh, very simple. You couldn't even shoot a single frame. You know, animation is a frame at a time. There's 24 frames in a second of animation. So I couldn't even shoot a single frame. I had to trip the shutter, and it would shoot like two or three frames at a time. So it wasn't until I was older that I could buy a camera that had all the bells and whistles that I actually needed. But it was enough to get me going. Right, right. And your earliest exposure when you would show these to friends, what were their reactions? <laughs> that was that was like the best part was getting everyone together, family and friends, and and showing what I had done. And um, yeah, and, and there was actually when I got older, there was a friend I we made a clay animated film um, about dinosaurs coming out of a book, and these little miniature dinosaurs, and they. They uh, run around on top of this uh, desk. Okay. And my friend, my friend was in it, and it was. I'd always wanted to try something like that, where you actually incorporate animation with um, live action. 
Okay. And and then I mean I'm gonna kind of forward a little bit because the I'm so interested to know your work with Art Clokey and that whole the family and the whole production of of what you worked on of Gumby and and uh, Davy and Goliath. Mm-hmm. How did that transpire? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was amazing because um, when I was a kid, I had Gumby toys, uh-huh. and I w- I wasn't really familiar with the Gumby uh, the uh, the animated Gumby shorts because somehow I missed that. I didn't the TV stations in in my area didn't air them, or I was you know I missed that. I think you know, they were in the sixties, so I didn't, I just somehow I just missed that whole thing, and it wasn't until I was I went to a Spike and Mike film festival that they showed an episode of Gumby. I'm like, wow, this is really trippy. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's one where they went to the moon, I think, or they went to all these different planets. Okay, I think I remember that one. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorite ones, too. Um, uh-huh. uh, but I'm just like, oh, there's something surreal and something weird and strange, and I really like it. Um, so... Anyway, yeah, when I was I was about 21, I moved to California to try to break into the film business. And at some point, I found out about, uh, this was about three years after that, I was 24, I found out that they were actually going to be um, shooting a new Gumby TV series in Sausalito, California. Okay. And I happened to live pretty close to there, so I sent in my tape it was a vhs uh tape of maybe 10 minutes of my animations from when i was a kid and also when i went to school in in michigan i um, college i shot a couple of films so i included all that and then about two months later i got a call and they hired me and uh, i went in to the studio and sat at a desk with art cloakie and he just asked me all these questions about basically about my family and it had nothing to do with animation really. It was just, I think he was just trying to get a feel for who I was and, you know, personality, things like that. Yeah. So yeah, that was, uh, July, 1987. And how long were you there for? Uh, just over a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, there was a, you know, it's a group of us, 20 animators. They had two different studios, uh, stages set up. Um, uh, they had a studio uh, that was made from, uh, that was, uh, that uh, utilized an old school. Uh, the gym was the shooting stage and some of the classrooms were the art departments. Okay. And then across the street, yeah, and across the street there was more of an industrial type, you know, a typical building. That was also a stage and uh, art department. They all, they all had their own. Um, they could basically they could create everything within those uh, those two buildings. So okay. So we would switch sides. Every I think every two months I would work on one side and work on the other. Um, and was it only Gumby you were working on, or were you working on other projects? It was only Gumby. We we had to do I think ninety nine. Uh, episodes, um, the short ones. So I think they comprised of three, I think there were seven minutes, three, seven minutes to create a half hour show. Okay. 
So there's a lot of work to do. Yeah. And uh, so you would just go and you just, it was my first, you know, animation job, my first paid animation job. And just, it was basically, uh, just go to work, crank out animation, try to get two shots a day. And uh, there's like a, I think a quota of maybe eight seconds a day to try and okay. get, which is pretty, pretty good. Pretty, you know, you gotta, you gotta be cranking out your animation to get that much. Cause typically, you know, depending on, what you're working on, you may get, you know, five seconds a week uh, for maybe really? put your film. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we were trying to get eight seconds a day. Oh, my God. So when you work on something like James and the Giant Peach or Paranorman, how long yeah. is that process? Uh, for animation, um you might be on the show for a year, year and a half. Okay. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, I was on it for almost two years. Wow. And when you're brought on to to projects like that, are you bringing any of your own aesthetic or are you conforming to what the director and what they want? Well, I mean, I do have my own style of animation that's going to show, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but you are trying to basically the director, you know, what they want right. uh, in the performance and you're trying, you can't stand out too much. Um, so you have to, you know, basically uh, check out what other animators are doing as far as the style of walking and, and poses and just try to get on the same page. So it okay. all can kind of blend. Yeah. And then when you're told, um, you know, like we're, we're creating this, this character for, actor X, I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Are you maybe going to put some of that actor's features into your animation? Mm, I know you're talking about, yeah. Sometimes they shoot um, reference footage of the actor, maybe when they're in the um, recording studio, actually recording the lines. Okay. Um, I mean, that only works so much because it's, the actor's just focusing on delivering a, a vocal performance. Right. And so, you know, a lot of times we will just act out the shots. Oh, okay. Um, and shoot uh, video reference. That's something that we're doing more and more of. I, I didn't start doing that, but um, yeah, it's a pretty helpful tool just to kind of act the shot out a couple of times and either myself or I get someone else to do it and then use that as a reference. Now, when I reached out to, to the production company to speak with somebody, I got an email back from Joan Cloakey. Is that Art's mm -hmm. wife? Uh, no. Uh, no. No, uh, Joan Cloakey uh, is married to Joe, who uh, is Art's son. Okay. Um, Joe passed away, sadly, about two years ago. Uh, right now, Joan is um, uh, trying to get uh, new Gumby projects going, and um, and Art passed away about ten years ago. So uh, right now, yeah, I spent the last couple of years uh, in California working with the Cloakies uh, on smaller projects. We did. Uh, do a little project for, I think I sent you a link about the, uh, the ticket company. 
Yes, we did that. Yeah, we had a tiny little studio set up there. We were working on um, trying to update Gumby and his look, and I was experimenting with different types of clay and wax, and um, I was experimenting with different kinds of facial features, trying to make it more three-dimensional, getting away from the uh, paper mouths that we were using in the 80s and trying to make it more sculptural. So okay. I was pretty excited about pushing Gumby and, you know, definitely keeping the same look, but just, you know, tweaking it a bit. Right. Um, I, I just, I have your IMDB, <clears throat> excuse me, page up in front of me, and I, I'm curious to know uh, what is the difference between sort of working on a uh, Pixar project as opposed to a Tim Burton project? Well, Pixar, it's computer animation, so it's a whole different process. And uh, the Tim Burton projects I worked on were all stop motion. Uh-huh. So stop motion, you have to build a miniature world that you can actually see set up on a stage. And all the characters and the props, everything has to be handmade. Um, the backgrounds, you know, so you've got a whole department that, create the sets, the props, they paint the skies, um, build the puppets, make the little clothes, the clothing and the, um, you know, vehicles, if they're in cars or trucks or automobiles, things like that. Um, computer, everything's made in the computer, so, you know, you don't see any of that. Right. Um, so it's, you know, every department, it's, Everything's built in the computer, so layout, um, characters, animation, everything, lighting, everyone you, basically the same same setup. Mm-hmm. Are you more of a traditionalist, or do you uh, embrace the new digital culture? Well, I did for a while. I was very curious to see if I would like the process. Huh. And the, the process of... Um, working at a desk, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. Um, but I found that I was starting to miss, uh, stop motion. Just there's sort of a, how do I say it? It's kind of like a risky, not a risky, but just sort of a, uh, you know, spontaneous, there's a spontaneity okay. to stop motion that I find in the process. Okay. Uh, the okay. nice thing about the nice thing about computer animation is you can fix your animation as you go. You can tweak it pretty easily until you get the desired result. Stop motion, you start on frame one and you just keep animating until you get to the end. And um, it's hard to go in the mid, you know, you can't really go into the middle of the shot and change something once it's shot. Right. Uh, you, yeah. you, you, can, you can make some alterations like, as you're shooting, if you want to bring the director in, you can take a look and say, well, I don't really like where this is going. Can you cut back 20 frames and start there? So anyway, the processes are different. And I, right. but I really love, you know, the whole environment of being on a stage, working with real objects, working with the crew. And, uh, yeah, but I did work on a computer on various projects at Pixar at Tippett Studio for probably uh, combined at least four years. And um, 
Well, yeah. I, I, I was watching the your your reel and the the clip from the Little Prince was just phenomenal to to look at. What was that like? Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was a really special project. Uh, well, I moved to Montreal for one thing and worked on the movie for fourteen months. Okay. Um, I loved that it was paper. The look of it was. Like we designed the sets and the puppets um, out of paper, different kinds of paper. Um, you know, it was a favorite. When I was a kid, it was a book. We had the book in, at our house. And, um, I loved the drawings. I didn't really understand the story when I was a kid, but I just loved the drawings. And uh, So to be able to work on the movie, number one, was... was uh, such a, um, I don't know, just just incredible, you know, dream come true, really, to be able to work on something like that. You know, very similar to Gumby, you know, these are toys that I had when I was a kid, and here I am working on right. a family project. And then Little Prince, the same thing. It's just something from my childhood, and I'm working on the future film version of it. Uh, so, it, it, you know, when I was asked to do it, I was like, yeah, I really... I have to work on this, you know. I had to wait for like a year before things got going, and but it just felt, you know, like one of those things I had to do. So we had a very small crew, you know. I think we only did about 16, 17 minutes of stop motion. The rest of it was computer animation done in Montreal at a, at a, another building. Uh-huh. Um, so we had a very small crew, which was nice. Um, yeah. It was, a, it, was a, it was a great project to work on. Well, I'm happy to hear that it was in Montreal because I'm actually from Ottawa, so just down the road from, uh, from where you are. What What did you think of Montreal? Well, you lived there for over a year. Oh, Montreal's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now I rode my bike to work. It was like a three-mile commute when the weather was nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Took the metro, uh, you know, in the winter. And uh, But Montreal's a beautiful city. Yeah, I loved it. I'm trying to think. 2015. Sorry. Uh, they just have really nice uh, parks and uh, street fairs, and I just, I just really I loved living there. Um, let's talk about Emmy. You're an Emmy winner for the uh, opening credits of the United States of Terra. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a surprise. Yeah, that's a, a nice surprise. Is, was that a special category, like best opening uh, credits? Uh, what was that category? Main title? Main, Main title, title, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was um, – I worked with Jamie Cleary. He directed those uh, that project. Oh, you know what? I, I have a train that goes right by my house, and it's coming now, so you may want to – Oh, that's okay. No, no, I had a, uh, my wife came back in the house and the ring doorbell went off. So (laughs) it's fine. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to get loud. I'm just letting you know. (laughs) Okay. So yeah. uh, United States of Terra credits. I worked with a very, very small crew. I met Jamie Cleary who worked on Coraline. and. Uh So he contacted me when this project came up, and I went down and worked with him for about a month. Uh, yeah, we just we just 
shot the title sequence. Uh, again, we worked with paper. Jim worked on uh, Little Prince as well. Um, and um, yeah, like I don't know how long it took. Maybe a year later, we we were going to the Emmys, and then wow. we were up against uh, True Blood, and I can't remember who the other ones were, but um, yeah. <laughs> so that must have been nice. Yeah. Yeah, surreal. Yeah. Has there been a situation where you've been sitting, uh, doing your job, thinking to yourself, I can't believe I've I've ended up here? Oh yeah, I get that I get that feeling every once in a while for sure. Yeah. You know? Really? Um Yeah, yeah. Uh working on Nightmare Before Christmas, working on a Tim Burton movie, uh Gumby working you know, being hired by our cloaky, uh, living in London, working on Corpse Bride on another Tim Burton movie, living, just living, being able to live and work in London for two years was incredible. Um, same with Little Prince, living in Montreal, working on a project, a special project like that. Yeah. So yeah, every once in a while, yeah, definitely something stands out and, and you just, I'm like, yeah, so lucky and so fortunate that somehow I I made it yeah. to uh, to where I am now. Uh, are those are those two books that you that you originally began with? Are they still very valuable to you? Um, I they are in the sense that they uh, represent sort of a beginning to this whole thing. Uh-huh. You know, they planted seeds and. I told you I found the other book on eBay, and then I found the I found the Ray Harryhausen book too, the one that was, uh, you know, these are books from the '70s. I found yeah. both books, and uh, I do have those with me. What um, What are your thoughts on the the film Mars Attacks? How that incorporated both the stop motion and the live action? Well, originally it was supposed to be stop motion, and there was a chance I was going to be working on it. Oh, okay. Um, but that didn't happen. They uh, they did talk to us about working on it, and we were tied up with uh, Henry's projects, uh, James and Giant Peach, and then there were okay. some new projects coming up. Anyway, um, they did set up a unit in Los Angeles, uh, mostly, uh, the crew was mostly from the UK and they decided after, I don't know, several months to go ahead and go with CG. So those characters are actually not stop motion. Oh, even though you'll, you'll see pictures of puppets and maybe even tests that were done. They decided to go ahead and, um, I think they scanned the puppet. I'm not sure exactly. Let's okay. say, um, yeah, that was all computer. Are, are you, um, you must be happy that there are people like Henry and like Tim Burton who still want to work in stop motion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That must, that must be, because it's easy for people to just abandon, you know, the, the, the former. Yeah, no, I, I'm really happy to, that I, um, that I met Henry, uh, Back in 1988, I worked with him on an MTV project, and he is—he loves the process okay. of stop motion. So he's great to work with and collaborate with. 
and I'm working with him now on his next project for Netflix, Wendell and Wild. Yeah, what is um, this? I wanted to ask you about that. What's that about? Yeah, I, I don't know what I can really say about it at okay. this point. Uh, um, but, um, yeah, it's coming out in about a year or so. Okay, and is it episodic or is it just a, a feature film? Can you say that? It's a feature film. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's a feature film on Netflix. It'll be on Netflix. Um, okay. So I'll have to be sure to look out for that. Yeah, you can Google it and find out some more information, I'm sure. There's not a lot out there. Is it nice for you when when places like MTV still want to use that? And I saw like you have Harold and Kumar as one of your credits. They sort of want to throw back to, to the old look of the stop motion. Uh, uh, so MTV? Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, I mean, MTV oh. was sort of moving forward at the time, but yet they were still, you know, holding on to this stop motion with the moon man, I'm guessing, is what you worked on. What moon man? I don't, actually don't know that. Oh, okay. Uh, I did some spots for MTV in the 80s. Um, okay. Just station IDs. They were like 30-second spots. Right. Or, yeah. But um, okay. I haven't, and I haven't seen MTV in years and years, but yeah, in the 80s, there were a lot of these amazingly uh, creative little MTV IDs, they called them. Right. And, um, yeah. So I, was, I got to work on two of those with Henry. And uh, your thoughts on the California races? <laughs> uh Gosh, that's uh I figured I'd ask why not. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I never worked for Will Binton. I never did. Okay. Um, I was probably still in Michigan when I start yeah, I was in Michigan. I started seeing some of his work, uh, Closed Mondays. That was pretty inspirational. Okay. Um, uh that won an Academy Award. And um I don't know what year the California Raisins appeared, but yeah, in the 80s, probably sometime in the 80s, I'm guessing. And then Michael yeah. Jackson had some some uh, projects with them as well. Oh, okay. Oh, I heard the train. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on with it. It usually, it usually uh, blasts past, but I don't, I don't hear. How have you been uh, occupying your time during this lockdown? <laughs> no. Um, just, uh, trying to stay healthy yeah. and, uh, eating right, getting sleep. Uh, I got a dog, so I walk my dog a few times yeah, a day. Cool. Yeah. Um, I think dogs are really getting over what we have ours and she's looking at us like, what's going on? Another walk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's loving it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't really go anywhere, so I just stay around here, and I have a yard, so I can, a little yard, so I can hang out there if it's sunny out. Um, I love uh, stand-up paddleboarding, but I haven't been out much since this happened. The first week that we were down was like mid-March, right? so I took it out onto the river. It's a good form of exercise, but I did notice that there were a lot of people at the parks and trying to get the board in and out. Was, and then the governor cramped down. So now we're uh, encouraged to stay home. 
yeah, uh, as much as possible. Yeah, it's been, I think it's been tough for everybody. Yeah, it's very unusual. It's interesting the whole planet is dealing with this at yeah. the same time and different degrees. But Well, Anthony, I want to thank you for this. This was a true, true pleasure. It was so nice to talk to somebody who worked on uh, a part of my childhood that was pretty important. And I, I really want to thank you for the joy you brought to millions of people for doing what you do. It was really great speaking with you. Oh, thanks for uh, getting in touch, John. And, uh, hey, no problem. I'll, uh, no problem. I'll, uh, yeah, let me know if there's anything else that comes up. So the reason I um, started the podcast was so I could talk to people who I found interesting and had interesting stories or are leading or have led in the past interesting lives. And I've been fortunate enough to speak with um, some friends who have gone on to do great things. I've spoken with uh, film producers, photographers, um, comedians, uh, who else? Uh, musicians. Um, and um, now I am lucky enough to add this Emmy winning uh, animator, Anthony Scott, to that list of people. Um, it was really great to talk to him, and uh, he, he was just so nice and so kind with with his time. So you could find him online, anthonyscott.net, um, scott with two t's, dot net. Uh, or uh, there's a, um, a page that he contributes to called stopmotionanimation.com, which is all one word. And he has two Instagram accounts. Uh, the first one is at Anthony Scott, all one word, Anthony Scott dot animation. And the other one is vegan monkey planet, all one word. And with regards to the Netflix special he's working on, Netflix film, I should say, he's working on with Henry Selleck. Uh, it is called Wendell and Wild. And it's coming out next year. And uh, Henry, um, you could IMDb check him, but he uh, directed Monkey Bone with uh, Brendan Fraser, Coraline, James and the Giant Peach, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, and of course, Anthony worked on Gumby, which is really the main reason. So I wanted to talk to somebody who worked on Gumby, and I got this guy who's worked on so much. It was really fantastic. Hey, I want to thank you for listening. The name of the podcast is Too Lazy to Write. Uh, you can find it uh, on iTunes, Google Play, or on the website, the word, the number two, the word lazy, the number two, the word write.com. Uh, on Twitter, I'm at the real John Baker. You can leave a comment on the website, or um, we're friends on Facebook. Hopefully, I hope you really, I hope you enjoyed it because I really enjoyed talking to Anthony. Uh, take care of yourselves, wash your hands, wear your masks, all of that stuff, disinfect, you know, just stay safe. And um, I'll hopefully be back next week, making six weeks in a row. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Too lazy to write, where anything can happen, and everyone is welcome.